Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. I'm your host, Shannon. Before I get into this episode, I just wanted to correct something that I said in last week's podcast. So I was talking about a hormone leptin, which is a hormone that signals to your brain that you have enough energy and you don't need to eat. So I was talking about leptin in response to sleep deprivation. So leptin decreases when you are sleep deprived. I said, I accidentally said that leptin increases when you're sleep deprived, leptin decreases when you're sleep deprived. So when you're sleep deprived, leptin lowers and that can lead to increased hunger cues. So sorry for the confusion there. Sometimes, honestly, I get really excited and I talk fast and I make mistakes. Um, but I do want to make sure that when I catch those mistakes, I'm correcting myself. And, you know, if I'm wrong about something or accidentally, you know, make a mistake, I want to make sure that I am correcting myself. So instead of re-recording the whole podcast, I just thought that I would tell you all that because I know there's a lot of weekly listeners who listen to everything. Hopefully you heard, like caught that because I think I said it like two different ways throughout the podcast. So hopefully you caught it. Okay. So welcome. Today we're talking about some misleading verbiage and I want to clear some of this up. There is a lot of marketing messages in the diet and fitness industry that frankly mislead the consumer. And ultimately it leaves them making decisions that either waste their time or in the long run hurt their body or don't produce the results that they were looking for and make them feel like there's something wrong with them. And for anyone who's using some of the verbiage that I'm going to talk about today in this episode, I don't blame you, right? I don't blame anyone who is currently using this type of messaging because it's a systemic thing in this industry. It has been passed down for decades now, and most people who are using this messaging do not mean any harm. And by no means am I trying to attack anyone in this episode. I never, ever want to do that. I only want to educate so that we can make informed decisions about how to move our bodies and really what to expect from the work that we're putting in. I do think as fitness educators, you know, leaders, fitness influencers, whatever, whatever you are, I think that we all have a responsibility to be clear with our messaging and actively try not to mislead the consumer into thinking that, you know, if they just follow XYZ workout plan, then, you know, they'll look just like them. And most of the messaging in the fitness world comes from anecdotal evidence. And perhaps a certain method did make someone look more quote unquote sculpted or quote unquote leaner or quote unquote longer or whatever it is. But what is actually happening to produce those results? And is fitness alone the only factor? And it's definitely not the only factor. Genetic shape of your body and how and what you're eating, you know, your hormones, your stress, and more will dictate how your body changes in response to a certain fitness program. Just blankly saying that a certain routine will shape your body in a particular way without also heavily endorsing other things, you know, like what I talked about in last week's episode like nutrition and sleep, etc. just saying, do this fitness program and you'll look like this. I think that's misleading. So I'll try to give you an example, a personal example, actually. I always try to emphasize how important nutrition is for fueling your fitness, for being healthy, for building muscle, improving comp- body composition, whatever your goal is, improving joint health even. Nutrition is a big part of it. And Evlo is not 
a weight loss program. This is not a weight loss podcast, partly because I don't think that we should use exercise to shrink our bodies, which I'll talk about here in a moment. But I recently switched up my nutrition and I've talked about this a little bit. So I listened to the nutrition modules from Catherine, who is our dietitian at Evlo, and I switched up some things in how I was eating. First off, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. My per- This is my personal experience. Please do not take this as nutrition advice for you. If you're an Evlo member, go listen to those. If you're not an Evlo member, you know, make sure that you're seeking advice from someone qualified because I am not qualified to talk about nutrition. This is just my personal experience. So this is not advice. Um, because you know, how I eat might affect your body differently. What works for me may not work for you as far as nutrition. So please do not take this as advice. But what happened was for years I had been, uh, intermittent fasting. And the reason I started intermittent fasting is because I went to a functional medicine doctor a few years ago. Um, I was struggling with a sleep disorder and uh, I was getting night terrors, and I, which I've talked about before, and I was also having a lot of uh, problems with ADD and focus, probably related to the sleep. This was also during the time that I was like over exercising and burning the candle at both ends, under eating, all of that. So I'm sure that you know the reason I was having these dis- dysfunctions in my sleep and dysfunctions in my focus probably was a lot of things, not just how I was eating. But one of the, thing, the things that she recommended is that I start intermittent fasting. And so I did. And it worked really, really well for me. I felt my focus increase. I felt my sleep started to level out. This was also around the time that I was changing my exercise. So that was probably a big factor too. Um, but I did start intermittent fasting. It worked for me. I, again, this is not for or against intermittent fasting. But since I've listened to Catherine's nutrition modules and I'm kind of trying and playing around with some different things based on, you know, how she teaches us to look at and and kind of measure how our how our what we're eating is affecting our body, I started eating earlier. So I started eating breakfast right after my workout, like a big um, protein heavy breakfast. And I I overall just added like more protein into my diet and I didn't change my training at all. Like I have not changed my training really in the last like two years since I started Evlo. But in the last couple of months, I've been able to gain more muscle than I literally ever have. And I mean, I used to years ago, I used to, you know, do heavy squats and really, really heavy lifting. I have more muscle now than I did then. And I'm, I'm able to lift heavier weights now. I'm noticing my strength is increasing and I feel amazing. And I did not change my training at all. All that I changed was what I was eating. So it just goes to show that the same program can have a totally different outcome based on how you're fueling. And again, I don't want to go too much into that because it's not, honestly, it's not responsible for me to give you nutrition advice. I also think that Again, what works for me may not work for you, but I do always want to make sure that I educate about the full picture of fitness rather than just saying, you know, do this certain workout and you'll see all the results that you ever want to see. Because it's really not the full picture, right? Your body is unique. It should be treated as such. You, We've got to work on our nutrition. We've got to work on sleep. We've got to work on balancing hormones in order to see the best results and feel the best from the time that we're putting into our workouts. 
And again, I talked about that a lot in last week's episode. Please go listen to last week's episode. It's maybe one of the more important, like tough love ones that I've ever done, but I think it's really important. So today I'd love to inform a little deeper about some of these misleading terms that I think the fitness industry often uses and what's actually happening and how there is 100% nothing wrong with you if your body doesn't turn out looking like your favorite favorite Victoria's Secret model because because you're following the program that she's doing, right? So first, let's talk about shaping your muscles. So doing a certain fitness program to shape your muscles. So the message is, or the marketing is, shape your body with this XYZ program. What that marketer means, I think, is that this program will make you lose fat and gain muscle in these certain areas that you want to gain muscle in. And you won't gain muscle in these other areas and la-da-da-da-da. So that's what they mean is lose fat and gain muscle. What the consumer thinks is the shape of my muscles. My arms will look longer and longer and leaner. My butt will look perkier. My tummy will flatten and my abs will show. You know, my thighs will look slimmer, just like that model. So that's the danger is that it's misleading. So here are a couple things. Number one, You can't change how your muscles are shaped or selectively target fat loss in an area by doing certain exercises. So no matter which exercises you're choosing, whether it's Pilates or lifting or yoga, whatever, if your muscles are growing, their shape will turn out the same based on the genetic shape of your muscles. Now, the degree to which they grow might change but you aren't going to physically shape a muscle based on just doing certain exercises. And this is important to remember because, you know, just like everyone has a nose, but each nose is uniquely shaped, individuals' muscles can also be uniquely shaped. Let's take the biceps as an example. Some people have biceps that have a longer tendon in relation to the belly of the muscle and And this will make their bicep like pop more, like it'll make it look like a Popeye arm more. However, some people like me have a shorter bicep tendon and the belly of the muscle is longer, which makes the muscle pop less. So this is just how my bicep is shaped. And it's not going to change whether I do a certain type of bicep exercise or not. And this goes for all the muscles in your body. This goes for your glute shape, for the shape of your quads, and any other muscle in your body. Abs are also included in this, and they also have very unique proportions and shapes between individuals. So I'll explain this a little bit just to kind of give you the full picture. So you've got four sections of your rectus abdominis muscle. Your rectus abdominis is the six-pack muscle. And if someone is lean enough, you can see those divisions. Some people have a very small fourth rectus, which is the very top abdominal muscle, the very upper one. Some people have a very short fourth rectus and, you know, longer second and third, or, you know, maybe they have a really long fourth rectus and they've got short second and third or whatever that the proportions can be different in between each individual. So the point is, is that even the shape of our muscles is unique from person to person. And we're not going to change that. We can make our muscles larger, but we're not going to shape them in a certain way. And I think that I just wanted to clear that up because 
you know, the fitness industry isn't always clear on that. So your muscles will grow more quickly if you choose exercises that fatigue your muscles faster rather than choosing exercises that, you know, you have to do a ton of reps with in order to to get to fatigue. So this has to do with the orderly principle of recruitment that I've talked about before. Your type one muscle fibers are recruited when you do higher rep exercises, like endurance exercises, that take a while for the muscle to get to fatigue. Again, these are your endurance fibers and they're smaller in size and they won't grow the size of the muscle or they won't be as responsible for as much muscle hypertrophy or muscle growth as much as when you're stimulating your type two fibers. I'm not saying that you shouldn't stimulate your type one fibers or that you shouldn't do an endurance type exercises. Type one muscle fibers are important as well. But if you are recruiting your type one fibers, they are smaller in size than your type two fibers. And your type two fibers are more powerful and are recruited when you're doing exercises where fatigue is faster. So the reason for like longer, leaner physique that a higher rep, lower load workout preaches is because of the type one fiber recruitment and, and all of the other factors that are actually more important for creating leanness or fat loss, like diet, sleep, hormones, et cetera. But this isn't because the exercises themselves are physically changing the shape. They are just taking the same shape that you're genetically born with and either making it smaller or larger. So let's take the arms. If someone is normally stimulating those type 1 fibers in the arms, they may be growing the muscle a little bit, but not as much as they would if they were doing heavier lifts that fatigue the muscles faster and get into those type 2 muscle fibers that are larger. Also, there's a big genetic variance here. Some people will gain muscle much faster than others. Like two people could do the exact same routine and one person's muscles could grow a lot faster than the other. Remember, there's a lot of factors here, genetics included, nutrition, sleep, all of that. So I think it's important to understand that. But no matter which exercises you're choosing, your arms won't look quote unquote leaner unless you have the right diet to lose fat systemically. Systemically means all over your body. You cannot target fat loss in one area of your body or another. So targeting your arms with exercises doesn't make you burn fat in your arms faster. But people don't realize this, and I think that's partly because of the misleading verbiage that so many fitness marketers use. So what happens is they overuse certain muscle groups with the intention that they want those that area to be leaner. And over time, they can accumulate overuse injuries And, you know, as I've talked about before, more is not better when it comes to working muscles because muscles need time to heal. So when really, if leaner arms is your goal, it's much more about nutrition. And if you're an Evlo member, make sure to check out Catherine's nutrition modules. She is the registered dietitian for Evlo and um, check out her module about building muscle and how to fuel for building muscle a lot of the stuff in that video I have applied. Actually, go ahead and check out all of her videos because all of the stuff in her videos I have applied, they're gold. But I just wanted to say that if leanness is your goal, you can't just do it with targeted exercises. Now, on the flip side, heavier lifting or more challenging exercises 
it doesn't always have to be super heavy lifts, right? There are some body weight exercises that are still going to stimulate those type two muscle fibers. So doing exercises that are stimulating those type two muscle fibers can change the appearance of your body as well. So I think heavier lifts or stimulating the type two muscle fibers gets a bad reputation with women specifically because they're afraid to look bulky and, you know, their muscles are growing more rapidly than they did when, you know, they chose higher rep exercises. But what happens is if you're not adjusting nutrition, you're gaining muscle, but you're not losing fat. So you can overall increase um, in circumference. And I think that's what people assume is like, quote unquote, bulky. So just wanted to say that there again, leanness comes from nutrition, not from exercise. So I guess my point is, is that if looking leaner is your goal, that's nutrition. Exercise doesn't target fat loss in certain areas and developing endurance is never a bad thing, but just endlessly doing certain exercises with the intention that you'll look like that Victoria's Secret model is just not how it works. And to me, it's misleading. Of course, resistance training can improve insulin sensitivity and hormonal balance and stimulating those type two muscle fibers, strengthening those type two muscle fibers can improve your hormone balance, which can aid in fat loss over time. But exercise really is just such a small portion of the picture when it comes to fat loss. Okay. So that's shaping your muscles. And again, shaping your muscles is a little misleading. Now let's talk about lengthening. Can you lengthen your muscles? I think, again, we have heard lots of marketing messages that like, oh, if you do this certain exercise, your muscles will lengthen. So muscles, same with the shaping, it's kind of misleading. Muscles contract and relax, but they don't stretch or lengthen past their fully relaxed state. Again, the length of your muscle is genetically um predisposed. So you won't necessarily get longer muscles by doing certain types of exercises. You may look leaner and your muscles may appear longer if you lose fat, but that probably has to do more with your diet again and less to do with certain exercises. And the reason people have the appearance of longer muscles also has to do with, you know, that they have very little body fat. So you can see the shape and definition of their muscle more easily. So I hope this was informative. I really don't love to obsess about appearance and I try not to do a lot of episodes like this, partly because I think we lean way too heavily on our workouts to like shrink our bodies or burn off what we ate or punish ourselves. And I'm really trying to push us to get away from that. But I think it's important for the consumer to be more educated so we can start to exercise in ways that truly build us up and are sustainable and that come from, uh, you know, a thought process of loving and caring for ourselves rather than punishing ourselves and trying to shame ourselves because we don't look a certain way. So this is, that's today's episode. We'd love to have you in Evlo if you're interested. In Evlo, we don't want to tear your body up. We want you to feel good and strong and gain lots of protective muscle with less stress on your joints. And We don't make you do exercises that you hate or that hurt your body. If you don't like push-ups, you don't ever have to do a push-up again. (laughs) We are all about that, right? We're all about giving you the tools so that you can exercise in ways that are sustainable. We aren't going to preach no days off. We're not going to preach do more and more and more to burn fat. We believe in gentle consistency, 
using really educated and informed tactics that will improve your body, but make you feel really good. And hopefully our goal is that you actually start to look forward to exercise and you can be consistent and sustainable with it because it's something that feels good in your body instead of feeling like a punishment. And it slowly builds you up for the rest of your life. So evlofitness.com, I've got eight free classes in the show notes if you wanna try them out to see if they're a good fit. And you can also just join us um, for 14 days for free. It's evlofitness.com. Again, I will link that in the show notes. And that's it. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.